What's up? This is the Experts Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jake. We're experts who know everything, but we don't agree on any of it. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Experts Podcast. It's uh, it's a beautiful Wednesday, and uh, I got Nick here. That's me. Yeah. Um, by the way, I got you here now. That's right. I'm in the room. Yeah. Where it happens. Yeah, I got you here now. A bit of, a, a bit of housekeeping, Nick. Oh, no. Nick, uh, what time did we say we would meet up today? 12.24. I think it was 12, right? Okay, fine. That's right. That's right. You're 24 minutes late. 24 minutes late, Nick. Maybe 22. I'll give you 22 because uh, we started the recording and... You can uh, also look at it as 36 minutes early from being an hour late. You could look at it like that if you were an idiot. Well, maybe I am. No, uh, I I uh, just want the audience to know that I feel disrespected. Uh, I haven't received the traditional I am late uh, apology and gift. Uh, this is a slight against me and my family. And I just wanted to let you know that before we go into recording. What do you have to say for yourself? You know, I'm going to do it right here on the air. So, oh. so that everyone could bear witness to this moment. Jake, I was 24 minutes and 42 seconds late. You did not deserve that. You've always been by my side. You're one of my best friends. Nobody cares about me more. And honestly, I don't know if I care about anybody else more. You're, you're in the top like four or five, easy. That's for pretty me to, good. And for me to treat you that way... <sighs> I'll never forgive myself. But if I can, if I can make it up to you in any way possible, I will. And so I am going to give you something that I hope will allow you to forgive me. Okay, go on. For this weekend, I have two tickets to see Disney's new live action remake of The Little Mermaid. You and me, baby. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Yo, are we cool now? Well, the traditional 24 minutes late uh, apology was given and the traditional 24 minutes late gift was given. So uh, by the laws of man and nature, uh, I absolve you of your sin. Thank you. Yeah, we're straight now. Cool. We're straight. Okay. Anyway, thanks for thanks for uh, just letting me deal with that housekeeping bit. Um, Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the podcast. Uh, Nick, I think you're bringing this one to the table. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about how apt your gift to me was? Well, I gifted Jake this specific gift because I know how much he loves the new Disney live action remakes of old films of old Pretty perfect films. The Little Mermaid, obviously, is an exception. It has its, dis- its issues, but that's not what we're going to discuss here. Jake is a fan of these new remakes. Oh, man, I love them. There's nothing else I could have given him that I that I think would hit that appreciation high. It's, it's really that he, true. That yeah. he really needed due to my disrespect for our commitment today. 
Yeah, so I, I'm I'm typically just for reference. I'm at all these midnight premieres. You know, Jungle Book, Lion King, uh, Beauty and the Beast. You know, I'm I'm hitting all of these remakes up. Yeah, I mean, don't forget about uh, there was Cinderella, Lady and the Tramp, <laughs> Maleficent. We got Peter Pan and Wendy. I think that was a straight to Disney Plus release. Yeah. We got Cruella with the Emma Stone. Which a lot of these are kind of spinoffs. They're not like, see, for me, you know, like something like Cruella, uh, you know, no disrespect against it. I like it because it's still giving a live action reimagining to uh, these properties. But at the same time, my bread and butter is the direct animation to live action uh recreations like the jungle book lion king uh you know beauty and the beast you're talking shot for shot oh essentially ideally i mean (laughs) i mean yeah there were there were some changes they made in the jungle book where you know like you you didn't really get all the songs but that was okay because it was like it was it was a uh trendsetter uh yes and christopher walken oh golden performance he he was nominated for an oscar for that right i if he wasn't then it's a crime (laughs) i have to agree yeah um so he he was my favorite part of that movie for a couple reasons actually the main reason being that he's human right so this is a live action remake and he's a real person so Mm -hmm. that to me works yeah, they. I, bl- I believe uh, they put him in that. Uh, he was a orangutan, I believe, and they put him in that orangutan suit. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I. I. Uh, but but no, I mean you're still right. He was uh, dressed up as an orangutan, but there were some. Uh, there were some other characters that. Well, so I'll, I'll let you finish your thought. Yeah, I might. I might. Uh, I might. You. The audience may never hear that thought because I totally fucked it up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> wait, you, hold on. Now I want this to stay. So, so wait. You thought. You thought Christopher Walken plays a human in that movie. Well, yeah, I, I, I remembered it wrong. Um, <laughs> I thought like he just was in orangutan. I mean, he could like, have grown that body hair for that role. I forgot about the hair. I just kind of remember the, the, his singing voice. Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's, let's break this down. Why do you like these remakes so much? Oh. What's so special about Okay, this? so um, for me... I really like these remakes because they they sort of hit this um, perfect balance between preying on my nostalgia and also just seeing some animals do some cute and silly and funny and singing things. For me, those movies just they they do what the old animated films don't do for me anymore, which they capture my my imagination they entrance me and i mean also just the animals like like when you really think about the logistics of those movies it must have been really really hard to get those animals to do all the things they needed them to do i mean it was it was a challenge and you really have to give it up to the filmmakers for that i i i really think uh we 
we as audience goers take for granted how easy it must have been for big Hollywood to get an actual real-life Timon and Pumbaa to sort of sound like Seth Rogen and uh, who's the other uh, actor? Uh, Billy on the street. Yeah, they had to like they had to like teach these animals how to mimic yeah. their voices, and they, then they, they had to they, teach them how to yeah. dance. They found Billy like on the street. Wow! And they had to they had to rip him away from his his habitat. Oh, poor Billy. Put him in this movie. So let 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 me uh, let me t- uh, spin it here because here's what I don't like about these movies. Hollywood is magic, right? Mm-hmm. We're creating magic. Disney is like the foundation of Hollywood magic. It was the when you think of Disney, you think of magic. Sure. There's like little sparkles and shit that When you think of that, you think of magic. Yeah. Like I think the problem with these live action remakes is that it's removing the magic. Mm. The animated movies, we had artists, we had uh, animators, they go in and they make this stuff with their hands. Like that, that is magic. Yeah. Going into the wild and just shooting actual animals, like in The Lion King, for instance, it's not magical. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I love live action uh, environmental documentaries. A big fan of environmental documentaries. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of Planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Attenborough and all of the... James Cameron. James Cameron, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Explorer of the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of that stuff. But when it comes to like... Look, we've both worked on uh, movies and, and TV sets and everything. And these are long days. It's not... I don't know. There's something about forcing animals, wild animals, into th- these kind of environments that that just aren't natural. It just feels abusive to me. It feels abusive. I, I just, I the magic to me seems like it's being stripped away. I don't know, man. I mean, okay, uh, a little background for the audience because I think it's important. <laughs> uh, Nick here is a card carrying vegan. Card carrying? Yeah, you literally have a card that says you're vegan. Yeah, but I don't, I don't show that to anybody. That's our little secret. Yeah. Well, it's it's important because when he goes to restaurants, he has to show them his card, and they say, "Oh, okay, we won't use any, 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 any beef fat when cooking your French fries." Yeah. And then you know it makes it it, it makes it makes things. Nice and safe for him. But they also, with that card, just for anyone who's, you know, on the fence, uh, maybe considering getting one, you do get a 1.5% discount. Yeah, and that's uh, cash back too, I think, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Hey, I mean, there's some perks. Yeah, they... they... <laughs> They got, they got, they got me there. I really would like that 1.5% back. However... I like me. <laughs> <laughs> so when you watch like the Lion King uh, live action remakes, do you um, do you salvate? Oh, trust me. Nothing gets my heart racing more than seeing uh, 
those animals simmering under the hot sun and me thinking about fresh barbecue. That's another reason I love these live action remakes. They really, they really stimulate the primal urge within me and they cause me to uh, become a bit of a barbarian, which is a fun thing to feel. You don't really feel it because you, you get 1.5% back. Um, but it, it, it's, it's a truly invigorating feeling watching those animals run around and thinking about what they all might taste like. Okay, so speaking of barbarians, did you see the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast? Oh, did I? Wow. And what are your thoughts on that? Two words. Emma Watson. I could not agree more. It was really amazing what the science and effects department was able to do to that man in order to turn him into a real human. No, dude, we were watching his story. He was under a spell. He was actually like furry and mean. Wait a second. But then Emma Watson came in and like they, they just recreated the story, but like with real people and real circumstances. That was real. That's the whole point of these live action movies. Oh, but okay. But hold on. You're saying that when they make these live action films, they take the magic away. So are you telling me, hold on. They actually do magic in these live action films. Spells aren't magic. They're punishments. Oh, are we talking about like the difference between sorcery, oh, curses, curses, sorcery, sorcery versus spells. magic, yeah. like ah, like Cinderella on the yeah. third night, well, like Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood magic, creating stuff that doesn't exist, sorceries and stuff they exist, so that's not magic in my yeah, mind. Yeah, like you, you, you shouldn't go to like the fourth floor of the library, go to the top shelf and open the book with spider webs attached to it because you're likely to get a curse, and you know exactly, uh, yeah, you know. Find, find some type of doom imposed upon you. Right. So, um, okay. Okay. I see where you're, where, where you're coming from. So, let's talk about um, The Little Mermaid. As somebody who likes to eat animals, are you excited to sort of like, you know, get hungry and watch The Little Mermaid? Because I feel like she's going to be, she's going to look delicious. Well, okay. So, it's, it's really a double-edged sword, these live action films. Because for as much as I love them, there is a challenge for me where I go I, and I learned this watching the jungle book and looking at all of the the jungle animals and getting really hungry. Uh, and when I left that movie, I was famished and uh, I just could not feel OK until I went out and, you know, got went Korean barbecue, Japanese barbecue, normal barbecue you know, I, I had to get all three. I had to, to and when I say normal, I mean American. So apologies, all other nations. But I've learned to counteract that. So for The Little Mermaid, I'm already building a plan now. I'm going to bring some fish and chips. Uh, you can have the chips. I'll have the fish. And uh, I'm, I'm also... That's nice of you, by the I'm way. I'm going to bring Thank some you. sushi. And it's going to be great. So, like, when I see flounder floating around and I'm like, man, I could go for a nice piece of nigiri, I'll have it right there. And, you know, it's really just being prepared for these live action films. I know that a lot of people are turned off because, like, they might get hungry when watching. But, like, 
Really, you just have to go on being prepared. I think that's sort of my argument. Okay, that no, that's great. I will also provide, because watching, let's be honest, watching The Little Mermaid, we are going to get thirsty. Oh, yeah. So I will bring all of our beer to quench that. Oh, good, um, good. 1.5% back on that, too. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so how do we know that these mer people fully consented to being a part of this project. I'm sure the hours on set were extremely long. Mm-hmm. There's a strike right now. So, I mean, it, it, there is a writer's strike. Yes. Yeah. Obvi- this was obviously shut down or sorry, this was obviously produced prior to that. But uh, how do we know that they really consent? Do, do they actually speak English or were all the mer people fed lines uh, and just kind of memorized them, but didn't understand what they were saying. Like, mm-hmm. ma- you know, maybe some mer people speak English, but uh, I, I don't know. I To me, this just feels like some version of abuse. Huh. I never really thought about that. Saying, saying working conditions could be bad. I mean, do the mer people have a union? Do they... Uh, I believe they're hopping on the uh, current Writers Guild strike as well and unionizing or at least attempting to. So hopefully that this one project uh, did motivate them and inspire them to um, unionize and and honestly get what they deserve. Yeah. Well, and I, I, you know, not to defend your position, but man, that poor fish who played Flounder, I mean, talk about online hate. I mean, that guy, you know... We should accept all fish, regardless of body size and shape, and we should eat them equally. Okay? That's right. And is flounder, what kind of fish is flounder? Is flounder, he's not a flounder, right? I, I think, I, th- I, don't, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> I think he's just, I think, I think the, uh, the animated version was a artistic liberty and then the did, okay, so while I do love the animated version, do did they know what a flounder was when they made it? The thing about flounders, they're not they're not quite like uh, pleasant to look at. Yeah, they're kind of like one sided right. and, and weird looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think flounder in in Little Mermaid, especially the animated one, is cute, and he's totally symmetrical. And and he didn't get abused because they drew him. Exactly. And and that's the magic. That's what I'm talking about. The magic of of Hollywood and Disney, man. Like I'm looking at a picture right now of the little of the uh, the flounder they found in the ocean to use for the live action film and eh It just looks too real. Like Wait, it's Let not- me let me see that. Let me Oh man, it's just not cute. I'm just getting hungry. I oh. yeah, I get I, you, you. You know what? I I mean, Nick. You know what? I mean, look, you're making some really good points, honestly. Um, and you as well. I do need to give credit where credit is due. Credit applied and credit given to you. And credit uh, accepted. Thank you. And well, uh, I just to be quite honest, uh, when I watch the animated movies. I just don't get hungry like I usually do. And when I watch the live action movies, I just don't get horny like I usually do. So, 
Are you saying what I think you're saying? We just can't agree. All right, so we have a very special guest here today. He has been working as an animator in Hollywood for almost 30 years, focusing specifically on 2D animation. There's nobody more qualified to come in and talk about why the live-action remakes are not animated and are not good. Scott, come on in, buddy. Welcome. Welcome, Thank Scott. Thank you so much for coming in. Legend hey guys. in the room. Hey, guys. How are hey, you? Scott. It's great good. to see you, man. So Scott has worked on, in his almost 30-year career, several projects in Hollywood. Several. So, so Scott, uh, tell us some of these projects. Uh, I well, know you, there's probably too many to list, but just just give us like ten. Yeah, well, I've I've worked on uh, an animated movie, uh, an animated TV wow. show. <laughs> um, this is perfect. Multiple animated video games um, and uh, hour long specials, all kinds of stuff. Um, oh my god! Wow, it's a show called South Park. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. I think I've heard of that. I think I have. I've 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 definitely seen it around. Yeah, um, right. So yeah, that's all so, South Park stuff. That's all the only thing I've ever animated on. So just one property. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I haven't worked on the live action Disney remakes or the non live action pre live action Disney animated movies, but um, yeah, I'm a professional animator. So, oh boy, Nick, I think you're stacking the deck a little here against me. Uh, so thanks for coming in. So the argument, Scott, is that I think. The live action remakes are not good for a lot of reasons. Jake is in support of them. So as an animator, why do you think these live action remakes should stop happening? Well, um, the the beauty of animation is that it, you can create a world that is different than our world that we live in every day, and you can use facial expressions and br bright colors and interesting styles of animation to make something more pop bigger and, and tell a story in a different way than, than what we see every day. See, and, Jake, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, watching a cat chase a mouse on YouTube might be fun, but watching Tom and Jerry get into hijinks where they hit each other with frying pans or, you know, Bugs Bunny drops an anvil on Elmer Fudd. That's just inherently funnier and more interesting than watching somebody do in real life where you just watching somebody murder someone with an anvil. Well, you say very that, good. but what about the very famous live action Tom and Jerry uh, starring uh, Colin, Colin Jost? Oh, what a what, performance. What a great performance. What a performance. And I mean, you know, they had to train a little Tom and a big Jerry to do all the things. You might be confused, Jake. Um, the Tom and Jerry in that movie weren't real animals. They weren't, it wasn't a cat with makeup on. It was a computer generated animation. It was still an animator like me making the character look like he was in the, in the room with uh, Colin Jost. Uh, I don't think so. So you're saying that when Chloe Grace Moretz uh, approaches Tom and or Jerry, and or both in in the scenes they i don't know man i i if you told me it was sorcery then i might believe you but 
Uh, no, they're actually not there in the room with her. She's doing a thing that, that we in the industry call acting, where you pretend something that isn't real is real, and she's pretending to look at them, and then later, the animators put the characters in. Um, I think you guys might be confused. Is that how you think the Disney live-action remakes are done, too? Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that is how they're done, Nate. So, so I, guess, I guess we should give Scott some context. I genuinely uh, know that uh, Lion King was filmed with a large cast of real life animals. So Tra- they trained animals. They train. Yes, uh, I'm. I you know. I mean. I think when you go into the credits, they do have uh, some animal wrangler mm-hmm. uh, credits uh, applied. So that, I mean, they uh, they train these animals to sing to to uh, effectively dance. Um, Not that effective. Yeah, I mean, but I did, I did feel something inside, specifically a, a lot of hunger for uh, exotic Ooh. animal meat. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, I, you know, I. So, so what you're saying though, and it's really hard for me to even comprehend this. So you're telling me that those animals are not real animals. Okay, I, look, we here at the Experts Pod, we're open to all beliefs. So I respect that belief, Scott. Uh, But we know that the way it was shot, for the good or the bad, was they found a cat and a mouse and they just put put them into a situation and let them do its thing. I don't think that's right. How is that an any better than dog fighting. They just let it happen. They filmed it for our entertainment and pleasure. This is cruel. Nick's a uh, card-carrying uh, vegan, by the way. Mm, yeah, he, uh, yeah. I can gets... tell by his sallow skin and a mm-hmm. kind of overall hangdog look. The, the 1.5% yes. discount that, that he is, gets at that stores. That is why I do it, but let's keep this on the DL. I don't want to tell too many people my, my little old secret. Well, now, 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 Scott, um, it, it, maybe we should pivot uh, a little bit. We, we could talk about how hard these animals are being worked to do amazing stunts that impress me. Uh, and you could tell me that they're animated and whatnot. Um, but let's not. And let's pivot into something uh, a little s- simpler. If you're going to complain about the animals, can't you complain that these animators are getting overworked just as much as these animals are? Uh, I mean, it's true. The uh, animators, um, especially in these live action remakes, they they get don't get paid that much and they have to do everything at the last minute. So they're working nonstop. Um, and uh, well, hold on, hold on. You said there's these animators on the live action remakes, right? That doesn't make any sense. Right, the anim- these, these are live action movies. There's no animation involved. Right, but the, they're not. Those aren't real animals. Those are computer generated animals. I know it's hard to believe, um, but somebody has to work to create that animal and make it look like it's alive. And, and who's who says that? Who's saying this? Uh, uh, every everybody's saying it. I'm saying it. It's what the, it's what happens this is, in the world. So wait, wait. You're saying this is common knowledge. <laughs> that's, that's funny. It can't be. No, it can't. You've I mean, seen it, right? 
Yeah, yeah. You've seen uh, these movies. Yeah, yeah. Those are. So you think that Will Smith is actually a genie in real life? Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith. He's involved in that project. I thought he. Uh, he was in the Aladdin live action remake. No, no that was I just don't think so. a genie. Yeah, they just. They oh, summoned a genie, they yeah. rubbed the lamp, they caused a curse of the jinn to be released upon uh, the world. and um, Right. But you know what, genies... And the genie chose to take the form of Will Smith and do a half-assed job of acting? He just, I guess he... Maybe he did some sort of poor uh, performance... Uh, spell? Uh, not spell, but impersonation. I mm. Maybe yeah. they, maybe ah. maybe he thought it would uh, bring in uh, bigger box office numbers, but... Well, yeah, I, I thought it was transformative. I mean, the old genie. Who likes that? Robin Williams? Yeah. He was, yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams saw the remake and was so, felt so disrespected he died. I, yeah, you're probably right. You're, the, the movie probably didn't come out after he died. Yeah, I, no, it, it came out then he died. His Death was a direct impact from the the abuse that he saw the genie was uh, subjected to in the making of that. The project. real life genie that they yes used. exactly. Did, which which transitions which, us to another topic. Okay, you're complaining about animal abuse, Scott. How many editors have you uh, seen just drop dead from the sheer hours of work? You know, just animating all day long. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you still go paper by paper, you know, like with uh, different backgrounds. Uh, there's this is very meticulous. It is. It's a it's a lot of work, um, and I haven't actually seen anybody die, but um, definitely definitely seen a lot of uh, diet cokes being drank. To oh come on, late at night. Damn. There, could, there there must have been some deaths. Uh, I'm sure some, but uh, not 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 in my experience. Well, there goes my argument. <laughs> well, you know, uh, even I'm gonna shut that argument down anyway because here's the thing animators are, are willingly consenting to be a part of the making of hollywood magic when we go out and shoot these live action remakes we're just stealing these animals these genies these mer people we're stealing their presence and using it for our entertainment they're not mm. consenting to this they don't know what they're getting themselves into they don't know how big or small their uh persona is going to be in uh affecting worldwide audiences so they don't they don't pay the animals for the lion king no absolutely not i don't think so they teach him to lift a little baby lion up in the air on a rock and then they just they just capture just say all right thanks and they they walk away that that I is think, pretty I that is they, pretty bad yeah See, this is why bad? we bring you in yes. here for this kind of expertise yeah right. I, I i'm coming around to your side i i i, I this is again well, me being a traditional animator. I know that animators get paid not not always a ton, but um, it's a it's a job. You can get health insurance, you know, things like that. Uh, I guess I agree with you guys that these live action remakes. I mean, they found like a talking candelabra, and they didn't pay him scale. They didn't pay him union wages. Definitely not. We we established that uh, the, the, with the writers' strike going on. They've been trying to uh, uh, at least some uh, the Mer, the Mer people were trying to join the union. I think. Yeah, they were trying to unionize. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, wow. I mean, you know, honestly though, that's all being said. But, but even so, Nick. Scott creates jobs. 
jobs that these people would not be getting. So the so we are paying them and feeding them. Yeah, but not health care, not benefits, no four hundred one k. You're yeah. also you're showing uh, you know you're opening the world up to the plight of you know parts of the world that they don't know. Um, not many of us know real life mermaids, so mm, that's maybe true. it's you know exposure, it's representation. Uh, representation matters in in all media these days. Uh, so maybe you are shedding a light on um, on you know a dog that has 101 puppies and has to deal with um, okay. deal with caring for them. Uh, you know, in a, in this yeah. tough workaday world. So I I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe these live action remakes are good. Actually, that, that's a that's a good point. Creating jobs, we're bringing light to some of these communities around the world that need some some attention paid to them. And now that they're finally getting ahead of it and and striking and fighting for equal mm-hmm. rights and mm-hmm. fighting for fair pay, etc. Like, yeah, maybe their conditions currently aren't the best, but they're paying it forward for future generations of genies, of mer people, of wild animals. Dwarves. You know, dwarves, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to highlight just one more issue that I spotted. And actually, it's really got me second guessing things. Have you guys heard about uh, the merpeople plight of Atlantis? Uh, no. Well, um, so there's, there's this really beautiful, amazing place called Atlantis. It's got incredible aquatic scenes, beautiful water life. And um, unfortunately... You know, I, I only learned about this because of how interested I've been in the movies and, you know, all that. But unfortunately, tourists have started swarming these places. Well, yeah, they're cool. Taking their loud children down slides, laughing and looking at the, hmm. the aquatic wonders that these mer people have created. And um, they leave their trash everywhere. People have been going to Pride Rock. They've been just trying to get a snap of Simba, trying to find Timon, <laughs> sing the song, dance, little little uh, hyena, and it, it's it's sorry, what what is? It's a meerkat. It's a meerkat, right? Uh, oh yeah, those. So uh, dance, little meerkat, dance. But you know, but take who cares if it's bringing awareness to these decades-long oppressed communities of animals, mer people. Atlantis residents. Mm-hmm. Who cares, right? No, but Nick, I think I'm starting to second guess it. I think through the history of Scott's experience, I've started to realize that money isn't everything to these people. In fact, why would a meerkat need human dollars at all? It, it They just want to live in their homes. They just want respect. They want to be treated equally. You know what, Jake? I guess we just can't agree. I think I think live action, live action remakes are doing a lot of good work. I I I disagree, and uh, you know what? I animated all the way, mostly for ethical reasons. I may not be looking at all of the creatures and getting hungry while I watch uh, the animated films, but. Um, I will be getting filled with a good sense of ethical pride. Uh, I just don't agree with that. 
Uh, well, Scott, uh, you have any closing thoughts for us? Uh, just, I, like I said, traditional animation, keep, keep animators working, keep art out in society. And, um, maybe you guys should like look up a couple YouTube videos on, on computer generated animation and, you know, there's no such thing, Scott. Yeah. yeah I don't know right, that whatever. Is, so. I tried. See you guys. All right. See you, Scott. See ya. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, that was truly an enlightening episode. And um, I think uh, maybe our most qualified guest yet. Hollywood legend. Hollywood legend. Scott O. Well, Nick. Um, oh, man. Now I've let the podcast go on for too late. Huh. Does that mean I have to get you a gift? Yeah. If it's like if it's tickets to the live action remake of Little Mermaid, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be upset about that. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, I actually have two tickets right here. That looks those look really familiar. I don't know why, but hey, I'll take them. 